Magandang umaga po sa inyong lahat. Wow. Ang dami ngayon. Last uh, Sunday ko, konti. Kaya yung mga, hin- wala dito last time, mga nagpunta sa bakasyon, at kung saan-saan man, di nakagising. Ito ng pagkakataon kong batin kayo ng Happy New Year. Kumusta po kayo? Are you doing great? Alright. Great. So, ngayon, ang pag-uusapan natin ay part 2 of the, the lesson that I gave last time. Yung title natin last time was Going Deeper and Higher. And today, the sermon title is Grow and Go. This is actually a continuation of my first uh, uh, sermon last uh, Sunday. My sermon last Sunday. Okay, just to recapitulate for the benefit of those who were not here last time, I talked about um, a New Year's resolution. Yeah, ko sa crowd if there's if you have a New Year's resolution and they said some said ah yeah the usual you know lose weight. Ilan sa inyo ang ano nagumpisa na ng losing weight? Oh, isa lang. Bukas wala na yan. Okay, so ganon. So I, I said I, I made a suggestion that why not uh, have God's New Year's resolution for you? So kadalasan kasi. We make our own resolutions, di ba? We, I want to do this. I want to do. Uh, uh, I want to be uh, early for church every Sunday. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And God, please bless me, help me do this. And then we discover later, na hindi pala natin kaya. We cannot do what we have resolved to do for the year. So we're a failure, and we feel bad about being failures, right? But let's. How about if we reverse the process? Let's do this. What does God want from me? What does God want from me? And I'm going to do what God wants from me and He's going to bless me as I do what He wants to do, what, what I want to do for God. Okay? So, mauna na ang Diyos. Ano ang gusto ng Diyos para sa akin? Yun ang gagawin ko. Pag ginawa ko yun, ibibless ako ng Diyos. Okay ba? Naintindihan nyo? So let's do uh, God's New Year's resolution for us. And all the things that you tried to resolve over the past years but failed to, to accomplish will come true. It's gonna, God is going to bless you. Even losing weight will happen. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't uh, belittle that because that's going to happen. That's going to happen for you because you're doing it for the Lord. So, Ang ating topic po nakasentro talaga sa discipleship. I said last time na ang Diyos, hindi yun, hindi natapos yun sa pag introduce niya sa'yo. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, heaven rejoiced. It's a new life for you. You are a new creation. But God doesn't stop there. Hindi tumigil ang Diyos. Hindi pa tapos ang Diyos sa'yo. Because God wants you to do more for Him. He wants you to um, take on His character, become like Him, and He wants you to win souls. He wants you to win souls and to make disciples. Everybody say, win souls. Make disciples. Yun po ang great commission na tinatawag. It's not a great suggestion, but a great commission. Every one of us who has been uh, created, newly created, is tasked, is commissioned to to 
win souls and make disciples. Kaya nga, that's our mission, but we are doing it with the Lord. Kaya commission. I don't know if that is really what it meant. But, but it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Commission. We're doing it with the Lord. You know, a disciple is a person who follows Christ and is continually changed by Christ and committed to the cause of Christ. Yan po ang simple definition of a disciple. So a disciple doesn't, isn't called a disciple when he is, uh, when he accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when he is saved, no. A disciple is one who is tasked to do the mission of the Lord, the vision of the Lord. In Hebrews 5, 11 verse, I mean, verses 11 to 14, it says there that every disciple follows a development course, much like the growth development of a person from an infant to a mature adult. Like you don't feed a baby with meat, but what? Milk. Gata, siempre. Okay, let me read Hebrews 5, verses 11 to 14. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. He's speaking to, to the spiritually, spiritual babies. Okay, mga bago. Not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Righteousness, But solid food is for the mature, who by inconstant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Pero ano ang gagawin natin sa discipleship? How do we disciple people? You know, we, we, we heard of uh, programs of discipleship in many churches. Some fail, some, you know, some are succeeding. But you know what's the best way to disciple people? Ano ang pinakamagandang way, paraan? Ang pinakamagandang paraan yung way ni Jesus Christ. It's the Jesus way, which is the best. He set the example, he modeled the example of discipleship. In fact, he set a very simple pattern for disciple making. You know, he, he gave four challenges to his believers. It's come and see. So John 1 verse 8. Verse 39, I should say, follow me. That's the second step. The third step is follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And the fourth is go and bear fruit. So he doesn't stop with come and see and then he converts you and you become a Christ believer. No, he wants you to follow him. Follow me. And not only following me, no, not just physically following a person. He wants you to to be a fisher of men. He wants you to win souls. And then, he tells you, go and bear fruit. He doesn't just want you to win souls, but he wants you to make disciples. Alright? So that's the purpose of Jesus Christ. It is the will of God for us to become disciples and disciple makers. Wag niyong sabihin na, hindi ko kaya yun. Hindi ako Diyos. Eh, see, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God. I cannot be like Him because I am not God. If you argue like that, kung ganun ang pag-iisip mo, you are belittling, minamaliit mo, ang kakayahan ng Diyos na gamitin ka para sa Kanyang misyon. Don't belittle God's capability. God can empower you just as He empowered the disciples, just as He empowered uh, Apostle Paul, who was the persecutor of Christians. So he can empower, don't think of 
you know, things impossible that God cannot do. God is a God of the impossible. He can use you. He can use you as a, you're a student. Not, you're not even a, you know, an, an honor student. You're just a simple, plain student. You're a plain housewife. You're a plain construction worker. A driver or uh, even an attorney. Well, don't belittle God. He can use the construction worker as much as he can use the judge or attorney or doctor to, to uh, uh, accomplish his purposes. You know what is the motive for the great commission? The motive is the great commandment. Somebody asked Jesus Christ what's the greatest commandment, and he said what? To love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and your mind. And what is the second greatest commandment? To love others. Right? So if you love God, then, you know, do what he wants you to do. If you love others, then win their souls, win the lost, and make disciples of his people. That's the great motive. Okay, so the great commandment is the motive for the great commission. And you cannot win souls if you don't have great compassion. So you should have compassion for the people. Now, in the great commission, Jesus is charging his disciples to make other disciples who will make more disciples. And while the great commission deals with our mission... The great commandment speaks to our motives. In Matthew 22, verses 37 to 40, it's, it speaks of the great, commission, uh, great commandment, love your neighbor and love, uh, love Jesus Christ with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus, it's a pattern of discipleship. He recognizes that people are at different stages in the disciple-making journey. And that was okay. Nag-umpisa siya kung saan kung saan niya natagpuan yung isang, isang uh, tao. And then he moves him to a deeper level of relationship with him, a deeper level of faith. And he challenged these believers who were once seekers to grow and be equipped and to go out there and win souls and make disciples of people. So, Makita po natin tung, tung pattern ng disciple-making uh, way of Jesus Christ through the illustration of the five chairs. Meron po tayong five chairs nandito sa harap and five, five people. Yeah, uh, mga staff toys na mga ginamit ko rito kasi I was looking for people who want to, to uh, be actors and actresses today for this illustration. Nobody, you know, nobody uh, wanted... To, to to do it. They're asking for so much money. But these people, you know, these ones, they, they want to be promoted from being staff toys uh, there at the children's ministry to the adult ministry, to you. So uh, they're, they're, they're quite shy, but, you know, why don't we give a hand to these uh, people? Just to encourage them. See? Oh, okay na kayo. Do you feel comfortable now? Huh? Hindi lang pala kayong uto-uto. Pinapalakpakan pa kayo. Ano? <laughs> Joke lang yun. Ito, this is a... Uh, this is... Uh, ano ba ito? Oh, lamb. It's a lamb. Uh, Mary. Let's, let's call her Mary. Mary represents the first chair. And the first chair represents 
the lost. Yung mga nawawala. Those people who do not know the Lord yet. They may say that they know the Lord, but they don't follow the Lord. Or they have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. These are the people who say, oh, religion is uh, blah, blah. You know, we don't care about religion. We care about, you know, the, the universal God who controls the universe and the gravity, blah, 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 and the, the environment. But they don't talk about Christ. They don't admit the Lordship of Jesus Christ. They may be going to church. They may be seated right beside you there. But they don't believe in Christ. So they're lost. They're lost. Kaya, kawawa naman, napaka, ano, napaka-innocent yung itsura niya, but he is lost. So this is the first chair. And everybody was once in the first chair, right? Nandito kayo na, hindi niyo kilala si Kristo. You didn't know Jesus Christ then? And you were so lost. You were so lost. At ano ang kailangan ni, ni Mary, the Lamb? Kailangan niya ng katulad ninyo. I was like Mary before, 30 years ago, when I was, an, uh, I was in college, I was an atheist, I was a member of Ananda Marga, I was a non-practicing Catholic, I was all kinds, except being a Christian. But then somebody came in my life and said, come and see, come and join our Bible study. And because she was beautiful, I went. I went to join, and then there I saw there I saw, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior after six months of Bible study with an American missionary, and then I got saved. And this is what, this is what Mary needs, you. Somebody who approaches her and say, come and see. Come to SFCC. Come to my cell group. Come and join our uh, church activity. Come and be with me. So he needs people, she needs people to invest their time with her. Okay? Just imagine being once lost, you are in a world of darkness, and all of a sudden, when somebody introduces you to Christ, and you are amazed with the beauty, the grace of Jesus Christ, and how he can forgive you, and you thought everything is lost, and everything is unforgivable, and then here comes, light! All of a sudden, there's light. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in chair number two. Okay. Doggy. Okay, so here is chair number two, which represents the toddler, the infant Christian, the baby Christian. At katulad ng, ng mga karaniwang tao, a baby doesn't know, know anything yet. He knows he's alive, he's breathing, he's just, you know, being cute. And then he, he's just exploring the world, just looking at the lights, just looking at people, just looking at people smiling at him, people just feeding him. Ganon ang toddler, ganon ang, I mean, a baby, an infant. That's how he is. And a baby Christian is like that too. He comes to church He's, he's just discovering things. He's just exploring things. Okay? Tinitignan lang niya mga tao. Inoobserbahan niya mga tao. Binabasa niya, oh, sarap naman. Nagkakantahan sila rito. Hindi pa ako nakakita ng ganitong pagkanta. Ibang-iba ang feeling. So he's feeling things. And he's, he's hearing people praying. What? They're praying about it? 
Nagkasakit lang yung tao ng sipon, pinagpipray na. Ganun ako mag-isip nung, nung bago akong Christian. I've been, I've, I've been asking a lot of questions. I've been asking a lot of questions like, bakit may magagawa ba ang prayer sa sakit? Eh, nagkasakit niya eh. Mamamaya, mawawala na yan. Ano magagawa ng Diyos? So those questions are coming into my mind. And this, those are good questions for an infant Christian, a baby Christian. Di ba? When we have Bible studies, sabihin ng Bible teacher namin, uh, turn to, uh, get your Bible, turn to the book of Genesis. Ako, oh, Genesis. So mag-umpisa ako sa gitna. Tapos gaganon ko, flip ko yung pages, I flip the pages on the right, and then I flip the pages on the left to find Genesis. And if I couldn't find Genesis, I just pretend. I just open it in the middle, I just pretend that I found Genesis. Ganun ang mga, ganun ang mga baby Christians. We don't know. Hindi natin alam. Kasi. And what do baby Christians need? Somebody who's going to feed him and nurture him. Okay? So, papakainin nila, ay papainumin nila ng gatas muna. Hindi, hindi yung mga heavy stuff, mga deep things about God already, about the philosophy of, of uh, you know, theology and all those things. No. Be careful with the toddler. I mean the baby, Christian. Be careful with him because he needs special treatment, special feeding. If you don't, if you don't teach him where Genesis is, if you don't teach him why they pray, about these things, he would just revert back to being in chair number one. And that's not good. Okay? Now, if uh, Mr. Doggy is enjoying exploring everything in this new world, you know, loving, loving the people around him. Wow, this is family. This is family. I like it. I like it. They're, they're, they're praying about me. That's my experience. When I was a new Christian, I was taking up law at the time and people would call me, Hey Noel, may exams ka ba ngayon? Di ba midterms ngayon? Oh, do you want us to pray for you? What? Pray for me? That's strange. Even if I don't study? You, you just pray and I'll pass? No, 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 of course not. So they, they prayed. And I love it. I love it. They're praying for me. I've never been prayed before like that. But they're praying for me. So that's what we should be doing for the baby Christians. They need nurturing. They need spiritual milk. They need a lot of prayers. And then when he discovers the new world and loves it, he's going to be a toddler. Some spiritual child. Okay? Hindi ba? Yung mga bata eh, uh, tuwan-tuwa tayo, mga parents, ano? Tuwan tayo, tuwan-tuwa tayo, nakikitang naglalakad na sila. Oh, they can talk. Oh, they can walk. They can talk. They can, they can, uh, they can pupu at the right place, at the right time. Nakakapupu na sila. So, ganun ang mga toddler. They don't need diapers anymore. Ganun ang mga spiritual children. Ganun ang mga spiritual children. And, uh, you know, when I was a spiritual child, I'm, I was able to open my Bibles anymore. Genesis, ah, it's the first page. Genesis, Revelation's the last page. <laughs> Matthew, first book of the New Testament, I can open that. They asked me to lead a prayer. Oh, I can, I can lead a prayer. I can volunteer. I volunteer to lead prayers too. Yeah, I love it. 
Fellowship? Oh boy, I was I was uh, always present in fellowships. Kahit saan bahay, kahit saan, I even sleep at the sleep at the Bible study center. I I spent hours until until the Bible study center closes. I I was there. I love the fellowship. And more of the things that I do was for myself. It's it's a self-centered faith and that is good too. That is good. I'm saying it's bad. Because you're discovering. You're, you continue to discover. You continue to develop the faith. You're growing in your faith. And that is good. But it's, it, it's self-centered. Okay? And it's part of the development process. That's chair number three. And chair number three, just like chair number two, needs a lot of nurturing and guidance too. Okay? But you let chair number three walk on its own. Because he starts to, to believe in things. He, believe, he, he starts to form opinions about himself and about what he read from the Word of God. He asks questions and he opens the Bible and answers the questions themselves. But he still needs guidance. Okay? So we need, uh, we need uh, I mean, chair number three needs still guidance and nurturing. And when... When he grows up, uh, you know, more responsibly, and when he's, when he's discovering things on his own, and sharing his faith to other people, you know, he moves to chair number four. What is chair number four? Chair number four is another bear. I mean, he is the worker. He is now a teenager of sorts. He's grown up, but he's not a parent yet. Hindi pa siya tatay, o hindi pa siya nanay, hindi pa siya parent. But he's doing good. He's faithful. Now, these are the characteristics of, of uh, a chair, uh, chair four person. He is available. He is faithful. He is teachable. He is enthusiastic about the lessons, the new lessons that he's learning, and he is responsive. He's responsive to calls for service. Your acronym there is AFTER, A-F-T-E-R. So, available, faithful, teachable, enthusiastic, and responsive. And I would add, add one more. He's submissive. He starts, you know, submitting to authority. He's submitting to his mentor. He's submitting to his cell group leader. He's submitting to, of course, to the pastor. So that's, that's a, a chair three person. In First Thessalonians 2 verses 11 to 12, you know that we dealt with each, with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and turning you to love Lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Uh, the, the, the third, the, the, the chair for person, the chair for person is one who is now noticing other people. Okay? The, the mentor teaches him. He, he gets all his... Uh, 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 feeding from the Bible and from his mentors, 
And then he starts noticing people. He starts having compassion for people who are lost. The chair number three person is one who is, you know, centered on himself. This person is now others-centered. He's learning to love other people and has this, this intense desire to save souls, to save people. Okay, what is important about a chair for person is that they learn to sacrifice themselves. They learn to sacrifice their conveniences, their comforts, and they are now denying themselves and taking up their cross. And they're, they're learning to, to suffer in Christ. And they're learning to, or experiencing also to, uh, to enjoy the blessings of Jesus Christ, the victories. After all the sufferings, they enjoy the blessings and the grace of Jesus Christ. That's the chair for person. Now, it is important that uh, chair four and chair three and, and even the chair two person know who he is in Christ. And whose he is. Okay? Because if we know who we are in Christ, then we can be victorious in our walk with him always. Alright? So this is chair four. The worker, he's the young adult. He's learning so much about the ministry of Jesus Christ. And then we go to the chair five person. He is now the disciple maker. Is not a parent. Okay? Uh, Luke 6 verse 40 tells us that the student is not above his teacher. But when he's fully trained, when he's fully trained, he will be like their teacher. Alright? He will be like their teacher. That is the laser focus of Jesus' ministry. It is to make disciples. It is not just discipleship. You know, discipleship is when you you study deeper about the, the Word of God. But the purpose, the laser focus of Jesus Christ is disciple making. He wants us to become disciples and to make disciples. Who will make disciples? Who will make disciples? Who will make disciples? That is a Jesus way. He started with 12 people. He concentrated on the 12 people. If you notice in, in the Bible, Jesus spoke or appeared to the mass of people, sa maraming tao, sa crowd, ng ilang times lang, like 14 times or less than that. But he spent hundreds of times with his, I mean the Bible mentions hundreds of times that he, that he was spending, investing his time with his apostles. Jesus Christ was a relational guy. He relates to people. He tries to understand the, the situation of people and starts there and moves them to a deeper relationship and a higher level of service. Go deeper and go higher. And then he trains his people to grow in their faith and lets them go and win souls and make disciples. 
That is the journey of discipleship making. So from, but, you know, as always, there's always an enemy. There's always a warning signs because right from the start, right here, the devil is all already attacking. Attacking this guy. Attacking the person who is mentoring or, or who's going to introduce Jesus Christ to him. That's how the devil, he doesn't want Mary to cross to chair two. No, he's going to do all he can. And when, when he fails in that, he's going to attack this, attack this, attack this. The, the attack is getting more and more intense. He doesn't want people in chair th- four to, to grow. No, sometimes he doesn't mind, you know, he doesn't mind that, that people are, he doesn't mind that people are just going to church and attending Bible studies, activities. He doesn't mind that. But when they start, Making disciples, that's when the devil becomes nervous and he gives everything to prevent these people to make disciples. Now this church is so blessed that you have cell group leaders, that you have mentors. And if I were you, I would take advantage of that. If you have not been, if you are still in chair number one, well, this is the time to cross over to chair two. If you don't know what to do, the people beside you, next to you, can show you. In fact, we can pray a prayer of acceptance right now. And if you are in Chair number two, three, it's time to grow and move to chair number three and enjoy the blessings, the grace of Jesus Christ. And chair number five, there's some of you here, chair number five, you know the beauty of chair number five is when, when, when Jesus Christ already trained his people, you know, he trained his people and, and he sent them two by two and then when he came back, when they came back, uh, when they came back, they were filled with joy. And Jesus Christ was filled with joy. And he said to his disciples, you know, you have been a seeker. You have been a co-worker of mine. Now, I want you to, l- to know that you are my friends. You are my friends. Because I have given you everything that I have learned from my father. Don't you love that? Being friends with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Being friends, you don't have to strive hard to earn His favor. You don't have to um, uh, do all those rituals or anything, you know, to to just say that, I love you, God, I I, I praise you. A friend is one who can enter into the the presence of of the other. Katulad ng mga ibang tao, yung mga kaibigan ko sa stage... Pagpasok ng bahay, hindi na pinapaalam, bubukas na ng refrigerator kung kung na pagkain. Diba? Ganun yung friends. That's how friends are. Okay? And that's how we can be with Jesus Christ. We can enter into His presence and enjoy His presence. It's 9.30. We're supposed to stop. So may I ask you to please rise and let's, I'll, I'll offer you a prayer.
Let's go into the presence of the Father. And I want to start with a prayer of acceptance for those who have not recognized the Lordship of Jesus Christ, who has who have not uh, entered into a saving relationship with Him. And I want you to repeat this after me. Lord God, Jesus Christ, forgive me for my sins. Thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for my sins. I want to leave my past behind and embrace the Lordship of Jesus Christ over my life. I commit everything to you. My life, my family, my plans, my future, everything that I have, Lord. From now on, you are my King, my Lord, and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you pray that prayer sincerely and with genuineness in your heart, you are now in chair two. You just crossed the, the border. And I want to pray for everyone so you can have a deeper appreciation of the need to go higher and deeper in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for your Son, Jesus Christ, for just showing the way on how to grow deeper in our faith, showing the way on how we could, we could focus our life to do the mission that you have set for us to do. Thank you, Lord, for inviting us and be a part of the kingdom purpose. Help us, Lord God, to, in our journey of being a disciple, of winning souls, making disciples. And I pray for the cell group leaders, the primary team, Lord God, that they will consecrate themselves always, Lord God, to give themselves wholly to you and surrender their lives to you, Lord God, so that they will be pure and clean as they, as they deal with their, with their cell group members, as they live their lives honoring you. Be with the pastor, Lord God, and his family, that they will that, that, that they will lead this church in its uh, purpose of multiplying the disciples just as you wanted us to do Lord God be with us as we go into this community and be an example to them and win souls and make disciples for, for you Jesus Be with us now, Father God, as we leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen.